Hi friends, it's Mandy from Chapel Forge. Hi, it's Missy from Homesteading Roots. <clears throat> Zad from Chapel Forge. And Jeremy from Homesteading Roots. I'm like, is Jeremy there? <laughs> okay, so we're not together tonight. We're in our separate houses. It's kind of been a week. We're trying to sell our house and um, Missy and Jeremy had Mrs. Mom in and so it's just been a little chaotic. So we are podcasting separate from each other, which is my least favorite, but you know, it's what we had to do to get things done. So this week we are going to talk about equity um, and how when you have a homestead, equity can sort of have a changed meaning. So a lot of times when people think of equity, they think, you know, I have equity in my home. I have equity in maybe stocks or I have equity in like the amount of money I have in my bank account and things like that or what I have in my retirement or whatever. And those things are all good things to have. But sometimes you can have equity in other things. And we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Um, so quick, like, two-minute recap. What's going on with you guys? So we are hopefully on the tail end of nursing this calf back to health. Um, she's been doing great with her feedings. Um, we've been, we upped her feedings. She gets six pints in the morning four pints in the afternoon and then six pints at night and she's been finishing all of her bottles she's been running and jumping we actually extended the back of her run-in area so she has a little bit of grass she's been going out and grazing and then like in the afternoon she lays in under the shade and chews her cud it's so cute um especially because coming from where we thought we wouldn't even have her at this point um so we were doing that. My mom came in for two days to visit and we went to uh, Belleville livestock auction today. We took some of our quail and auctioned them and they sold and the kids had fun learning that process and witnessing that. Um, and we've just been kind of working on the garden and huh? Milk. Oh yeah. Um, we had gone into Belleville because we knew that there was a uh, raw milk dairy Amish family that that sells raw milk and I just wanted to talk to them a little bit because I was doing some research on Maybelle and her being sick and her new thing is she's losing her hair Um, and we you know researched it online it said that it was pretty normal that they you know do this when they were really sick and they just need some extra vitamins and nutrients and to try to get A2A2 milk so I knew that this farm um, was registered A2A2 so we went there and I was talking to the owner and they hooked us up with um, buckets and she showed us, you know, that when we come next time, we can just get it right out of the tank. And she showed us how to like turn, turn the little auger thing on to agitate it. So we get the cream and it was a really cool experience and I'm excited to go back. So we got that today and we are going to be giving her the A2, A2 milk for her afternoon feeding um, until she gets used to it and, you know, then we up it from there, but we had a fun day kind of cruising around Belleville. We went to the greenhouse and got some herbs that we didn't get a chance to plant. Um, we got or a chance to get them started. We had purchased the plants there today and are going to be planting them the next couple of weeks. Or and ones we tried to start and failed miserably. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not the next couple of weeks, the next couple of days. Good grief. They'll be dead if I leave them there for the next couple of weeks. Oh but God. Yeah, so that's what we, we've been up to. Um, that's super fun about the milk. I was actually just talking to the farmer down the road yesterday and asked him if he knew anywhere we could get milk out of the tank. 
Um, so I'm pretty excited to know about that and we'll have to go stock up on that when we're that direction, getting feed or doing whatever. So that's awesome to know. And super cool that you can get it out of the tank yourself. That's, that's awesome. Um, so we are working on selling our other house. Um, we've had tons of showings and lots of interest and whatever. So, um, yeah, we're going through that process. We've now bought two houses as a married couple, never sold a house. So learning all sorts of fun little ditties as we move through that process. Um, we're feeling slightly more settled, I think. Zad's giving me eyebrows, but like slightly more settled. I mean, we have unloaded tons of boxes in the last week. There's a huge stack out front adding to our yard sale in the front yard. Um, so at least it looks like we're making progress. So the bathrooms are all set up. Our rooms are for the most part-ish set up. Kitchen and dining room are actually like passable and very clean. Um living room's pretty well set up so tomorrow we're going to work on finishing up the mud room we got some um hooks which yes dad would typically probably make but we don't have time for that right now he doesn't even have a shop set up so that's i need hooks before he's gonna have a shop set up so gonna work on the mud room tomorrow um matt our apprentice who we've talked about before he is moving in tomorrow afternoon so his whole 10 boxes that he owns um are already here um, we have his room set up and, you know, made his bed and gave him some Chapel Hill Forge apparel. And, you know, we just got him all set up. He's he's funny. He's just very simple. And he just wanted a twin bed and a desk and a chair. And that was that. We had, like, had a TV and, like, a Roku box and all that ready for him. And he was like, if it's okay, I really don't want a TV in my room. I'd really like to be more intellig- intentional with my time and read and study. He's trying to learn japanese or something um so anyway it'll be really cool to have him here and zad will have an extra helper so one of our big big goals is so friday and saturday of this week we'll be going down to lancaster um visiting our parents dropping bud to his dad doing some errands in lancaster um and then sunday zad is hoping that him and matt can get the shop set up we have like two months worth of orders that we have not done um, and people have been so gracious, mostly fire pokers, couple belt buckles. Um, and so we really, really need to get that moving. So they're going to try to get the shop set up. And then I'm hoping like early middle to next week, we can get that stuff out. I have a few people that are asking about father's day. And so we're just, you know, we're at a point where he can probably set up enough of a makeshift shop that him and Matt could get that stuff done. Um, but anyway, totally different just mentality than mindset than we've had here the last three months where we've just been back and forth back and forth sleeping here sleeping there doing laundry at a random person's house you know um so it's been nice to like do my own laundry and my own dishes and sweep my own floor and all those kinds of things and not just be picking things up and putting them down all day um so that's where we are right now So we are going to, like I said, we're going to talk today about equity. Missy and I have had this conversation a lot, um, especially in the last few months, um, just going through the process. You know, Missy and Jeremy recently bought and sold a house. Um, We recently bought and are working on selling a house. Um, and, And it's just really interesting when you talk to people that are not in a homesteading mindset or don't live on a homestead or don't even really realize that that's a thing um 
what they value. Like all they see is, and I'm not saying cash is not important. Of course it's important. Of course having a house is important or whatever. Um, but there's just so much more to equity or your assets or however, however you want to say it, um, than just how much money you have or like how much money is coming in. And, um, Missy will chime in about this here in a second, but it's just interesting to me when you talk to people about, and not that we're sitting here like, Oh, we make this and they make this and like, whatever, but you know, um, people are always curious, like, well, how do you stay home all day? Like, what are you doing? How do you have money coming in and blah, blah, blah. Um, and sometimes, you know, and I'm not like judging them, but then I look at the same people and they, you know, they're wasting a ton of food or like they're eating out all the time and like eating out is fine and supporting local business is fine and, and all that kind of thing. But there's so many ways to like save money, manage money, um, just finding ways to, value things that just aren't cash so missy you want to talk a little bit i don't know how deep you want to go down the hole but just a little bit about what your experience has been with this in the last like say year sure um so we moved you know back to pennsylvania in october um kind of right away we went through a court situation um with custody of one of our kids and you know gaining custody and then of course you have to like prove yourself and prove your worth and that you can provide for this child and you know on and on so we were being drilled by like uh, attorneys and judges and all of that about okay we homestead like how do you feed your family and you know because they they're not of this mindset they think that you know we everyone has to get a paycheck each week and that's how everyone feeds their families and you know, we had to explain to them over and over that like we grow most of our food or we, you know, source our food from like the butcher if we need meat, um, you know, like pretty soon we'll be going to the produce auctions and we buy in bulk and then we come home and, you know, break it up and we either freeze dry, freeze, can, you know, all this stuff. So we have tons of food in this house that's preserved. So like none of our kids are hungry. Like, I don't know how many times we've said this to it. Like ask our kids, are they starving? Do they look like they're starving? <laughs> like, obviously we're making this work. Um, you know, so it was just very frustrating trying to prove that our lifestyle was, was worthy just because we didn't work a nine to five and get a paycheck every week or every other week. Um, you know, so it made us really stop and think that, wow, you know, like we have solar panels that help take a big chunk of our power bill away from us. You know, like no one takes that into consideration, but that's like, that's another type of equity. Um, so we really got to thinking about the different ways that, you know, equity plays into our lifestyles. It's not just cash or it's not just value that you have in your house there's so much more to it than that and it was just frustrating always having to you know prove ourselves that yes we're worthy we're, we're normal citizens we contribute just like everyone else does just we're providing we're being producers more than we are consumers you know and they just can't understand that yeah i was gonna say uh, like when you were talking about the whole court thing um uh, it's like they don't look at anything except, okay, well, what are you bringing in every two weeks? Okay, well, what do, why don't we flip this around and why don't we look at what are we not spending money on? We're not right. spending extra money with the power company. We're not spending extra money on interest because you guys are mortgage free. So, you know, you're not wasting money on interest every month. And 
um, you know, especially where, where we are now, our trash is so cheap. Like, it is seriously half the price of what we were paying, um, you know, where we used to live. Um, and so I always feel like I want to just flip the question around, like, okay, what are you bringing in? But what are you not putting out? Right. You know, um, and I know that was a huge goal for you guys when you moved back was, you know, we just want to keep our expenditure super low. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was having this conversation with my mom, she was like, well, why does it have to be okay? Everybody's got to make, and I'm just pulling a number on my butt. Why does everybody have to make 10 grand a month? Well, what if you only really need three grand a month to live? Right. Exactly. Or two grand, or I don't know, pick a number. Like, um, why, why does it, and I realize this really varies on like where <clears> you <throat> live, but you know, especially where. I've been thinking about this a lot since we've been here now for almost two weeks, like actually been here. Um, But I would say, and I think you'd probably agree, the cost of living here is slightly lower than where we came from. Like not everything is is cheaper. Some things are the same. Some things are cheaper. Um, A lot of our resources, I feel like, are very much the same. We have a lot of bulk places, a lot of Amish places. You mentioned the produce auctions and things like that. Yeah, we might have to go a little bit further. Um you know, whatever. But I do feel like the cost of living here is slightly cheaper. I feel like you can probably chime in about the cost of living here versus Florida. Oh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, even just with like car insurance. Oh, absolutely. Like we paid um, $3,000 every six months for one vehicle in Florida. And that was like, I mean, we didn't have, uh, we didn't owe anything on the car. So we basically paid, you know, minimum 3,000 every six months was absolutely insane. And that was for a mid-size SUV. Right. Exactly. Right. No, no camper, no trailer, no. No. And it was an, a newer, like it was a 2019. So it had all the safety features, like all right. the, the tech or the insurance, you know, cuts that you could ever imagine. <laughs> I remember when you moved there and you were shopping for car insurance and you had sent me the deck page and I was like, this can't be right. Like, this is, there's no way that this is the, like, I so distinctly remember sitting in our, well, we didn't really have a dining room, but whatever, at the dining room table in Conestoga and thinking, there is no way in hell someone misunderstood how many cards you have. Right. It's like, there's an extra zero there or something. <laughs> right. they, they have 10 cards instead of one. Right. Um, yeah. I, how, oh my gosh. It's just so crazy. And I know this is all relative. Like you've mentioned before, like the gas tax is higher here than it is in Florida or right. like whatever. But um, nonetheless, I feel like in this conversation, it's important to understand that certain areas are certainly cheaper or that you just have other resources. You know, if we live like you've talked about this before in Florida, it's not like there were some places you could go for things like produce. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't have three produce auctions within a 30 minute drive and all these bulk food stores to buy 50 pound bags of flour and like. Um, you know multiple thrift stores and and things like this the um and you know like the thrift store conversation just clothing okay you can't buy everything used but good grief the thrift store down the road from you guys like we went a couple weeks ago missy and i went a couple weeks ago and you probably left with i don't know five or six bags of clothes for oh yeah i was nervous i kept saying the whole way through the store i'm like great my bill is gonna be like two hundred dollars she's like no it is not it ended up being like 48 i was gonna say it was (laughs) under 50 dollars it was it was crazy um 
And that was one thing that I was hesitant about moving out of Lancaster County because we really have a gold mine of thrift stores in Lancaster County. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, I mean, there's a few around here and honestly, the one down from your house is probably quickly becoming my favorite. Right. Um, I mean, I like the one in, uh, I guess it's in Belleville or whatever too. Um, But anyway, I I think there's a lot to be said there and there's a lot of mindset business that comes with this. Like, some things you have to buy new, you know, like Zad always gets like a new pair of boots when he needs them or like he buys like very specific pants because like he needs heavy duty pants for like welding and blacksmithing. And like we'll get like cheap jeans at the thrift store, but they're not work pants, you know, but like for the kids, I have busting full dressers for these kids and I haven't bought them anything new probably ever. How many tubs? Oh, God. So I posted a picture on Facebook the other day because I sat here and organized all of our baby clothes, you know, because we're hoping to have more babies. And I bet there's 30 tubs of clothes down there. And I I can't even tell you the last time I bought anything new for any of these kids. Now, we do buy bud new shoes because freaking kids in size 14s. <laughs> you have to because no one else has that big of feet. No, I didn't see any size 14 sneakers at Abundant Blessings thrift store. No, they use them for boats. Right. For the people that don't have thrift stores, yard sales. Well, oh, right, right. Right. Well, and even the yard, that's a great point. The yard sale thing. Like when you were in Florida, like, oh. you could throw like 50 stones on a Saturday here and hit 50 yard sales. Mm-hmm. I, you know, without question. Same in Lancaster County, where, you know, where we used to live. Um, right. So, well, and, and like uh, even yard sales in Florida weren't like yard sales. It was probably like going to, uh, a target sale or something because you could never buy a used t-shirt less than like eight bucks at a yard sale. Oh my gosh. It it was so depressing. Yeah, that is so, Oh my gosh. That's so depressing. Um, especially for kids. I realize the situation can be a little bit more challenging for adults, but man, for kids, there's just, I feel like there's no reason to buy maybe for Christmas, like get a new outfit or whatever, but like on the regular, the clothes that they're going to trash on the, on the back 40 no thanks right nope um okay so we've we've touched on a few things so like what else do we consider equity or assets or whatever besides cash um so something missy and i talk about a lot of course is food um and if you follow zad and i you know that we have a very extensive pantry when we first bought this house that was one of the first projects that i asked um, Zad and Jeremy to do for me was get my pantry set up because I had like 1500 jars of food to move. No, no, right. We weren't even packing. And I was like, listen, I need this done because I need somewhere to go with these jars. Like they're super valuable and you know, they can't just be sitting there for months on end waiting to be loaded on shelves. Um, and I, I thought about going through the pantry before we did this and kind of totaling up what you know what i have in food there but let's just like take applesauce for instance um you know i probably have 100 jars of applesauce left on the shelf from last year and i don't know how much is like one of those jars of mots at the store like three or four bucks i think they're more than that i think they're all but six. Oh my gosh so okay let's say let's put me in the middle let's say they're five you know just right there in applesauce i have 500 freaking dollars right you know, and then when you drill down into like the specialty, like jelly and like mustard and like, you know, crap like that, the mustard that like we all love, um, that my mom and I make every year, 
that kind of crap's expensive. Like, cause right. it's this, I don't even know what you call it. We call it like sweet hot mustard. You make it with like banana peppers and Hungarian wax peppers and whatever. Um, but it would be considered, it's not just like, you know, um, what's the yellow French's or some nonsense. Like Dijon. <laughs> right. It's, it's fancier than that. You know, so you're talking great coupon. Jar, great coupon, like <laughs> six or seven bucks. And mom and I make like, you know, 50 of them a year or something. So just like right there again, there's another $350. Um, right. And then like, you can even like go down into that and like the jars, you know, the, right. your, all the stuff to can, like all the um, funnels and the jar grabbers and the water bath canner, the pressure canners, you know, all of that is equity. Well, and even, even the more expensive things like a steam juicer and um, you know, our freeze dryers and Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the strainers and things like that. Um, there's just so much value in in having those things. Um, and, and you know, a lot of times I see people like they're getting into canning, and you don't need all these tools to like do all this food preservation. Um, but man, they're helpful. And when you start a big old project at you know <laughs> six a.m. in the morning, and then you have the entire day to, to work on this project. If you have the right tools, you're not going to be hating yourself by evening. And so, you know, there's a lot of value in having the right tools to do this kind of stuff. Right. Um, okay. So uh, something else you and I were talking about a little bit ago is like, how do we create non-cash equity? So I think one we just mentioned is you preserve your own food. You find deals and you, make friends with your local farmers and buy their seconds and buy their leftovers at the end of the day. And, um, you know, just this weekend, an Amish friend in back where we used to live, she called me on Saturday evening. It was right before dark. And she's like, Hey, I have four flats of strawberries, $4 a quart. There's eight, eight quarts on a flat. You know, do you want them? Well, of course I freaking wanted them, but I'm two hours away. Um, so I like tapped into another friend and I said, someone I knew would appreciate it. And I said, Hey, you know where this lady lives, go grab these strawberries. They're a great deal. You know, so I feel like that's an amazing way to create non-cash equity or hooking up with something like Azure Standard or like your local box store and whatever. Why? How much is a five pound bag of flour? Mm, I don't even. I don't even know. Three or four bucks? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you the last time I bought a freaking little five pound bag of flour. Right. <laughs> um, you know, you create non-cash equity or at value or assets or however you want to say it um, by getting things like that um, mm-hmm. and storing them in buckets and barrels and, and not like I said a little bit ago, what are you not spending money on? Well, I'm not spending money on a five pound bag of stupid flour and wasting money on that. Four eighty-eight on Amazon for a five pound bag of flour. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> that is crazy. Gold metal. Wow, right, which is just like run of the mill, you know, whatever. Right. Um so what I what else? What are the thoughts you guys have about non cash equity? Um, I mean, there's a bunch you could go down. Like your infrastructure um that right. you have on your property, you know, your buildings and stuff, um, improving, you know, upkeeping them or um, you know, like your fences or if you have irrigation, um, like we had said, you know, the solar panels, any type of like renewable energy systems, um, just, you know, instead of buying new all the time, like repair, repair what you have. Um, <clears throat> another good thing to think of too, is like perennial planning. 
um, plant mm. like trees and bushes and stuff. Like perennials require less maintenance than annuals. And, you know, like Mandy and I have talked before that, you know, one of the things we want to do is get fruit trees in. Like that should be like one of the first things you do when you buy a homestead because in like five to seven years, then you're going to have fruit instead of sitting there thinking in five to seven years, oh, we should have planted some fruit trees. We'd have some nice fruit right now. Um, you know, so that's even like bushes and herbs and all that kind of stuff. Um, what else would you think? Like, Zad and I were talking before we hopped on about like tools, um, right? You know, like both of our husbands have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in tools. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a serious value asset. Um, and you know, I always and maybe this is like silly or slightly conspiracy theorist, but like, what if there weren't cash? Like, what do you have that's a value, right? If cash means nothing. And I don't think that's a completely, like, ridiculous question because, you know, it's just paper. It could happen. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a whole nother, like, conversation. But, you know, if you needed to, like, barter or something, you know, and then I feel like that really gets into the conversation about what skills do you have to offer because your skills are freaking valuable. And, you know, your skills are how, well, assumingly, how you make money in the first place. But again, like if there were no money, like what skills do you have to offer that that, you know, if somebody down the road is a woodworker and you have um, a milk cow? okay, well, hey, can you come build this for me and I'll give you milk for the next three weeks? You know what I mean? Like I'm just pulling. Right. Yeah, just it's so interesting. Like, you know, now that we're in a new area, Zad has just in the last couple, you know, as we Zad is like an infamous business card giver i am not quite as forward as him probably i i do all of the behind the scenes like social media stuff and zad does all the like face-to-face stuff um but you know he's gotten four phone calls in the last week um hey do you do mobile welding and can you come to my farm and and weld this or whatever and we're just like not quite set up for that yet um but you know that's a valuable a valuable skill and if if somebody needed something welded and couldn't pay us Maybe they have something else that, like I said, you know, Hey, do you have a, do you have a milk cow? I'll take some milk, you know, that's mm-hmm. valuable. Right. Um, <clears throat> go ahead. Another thing you can, you know, I said this on a previous podcast, uh, knowledge, you know, a lot of times we just, you know, read in a book or Google it or YouTube it, you know, you go out to these places, talk to the old timers, you know, if you're stumped on something, I'm pretty sure that if you don't have an idea, they've got one or they've been there, they've done that, or they've been in a similar uh, situation. Um, And so growing and expanding your knowledge in any aspect, you know, whether it be, you know, talking to an old timer or, you know, whatever, you know, as long as you can learn something from that, you know, that's, that's invaluable. You know, that's, that's, I, I would consider that equity because right. I'm, I'm, they may see, see my project that I'm trying to, or my outcome that I'm trying to achieve a different way than I do. And it might be one simpler two it might be even cheaper. So there, there's, there's always people and places. And, you know, like you said, Zad's always throwing his business card out. But, you know, he's 
he may he may learn something from you know by simply handing out his his business card or your business card you know but you know it's it's always knowledge is long as grow your knowledge and your skills is one of my biggest things well and i think that's such a good point and missy and i talk about this all the time is you know we have extensive libraries um and and again like i don't mean to like keep going off the what if the world falls apart train but you know what if you couldn't access the internet like jeremy said you know having that knowledge or at minimum be being able to know where to go for that knowledge so you know let's say for instance you can't google something you don't have a book in your arsenal about how to do it who do you know that does know? Who can you go? How many times did you get phone calls? Do you know somebody who does this? Oh, yeah. Do you know somebody that does that? Where could I find this? Where can I find that? Zad and I are always the, he calls the us the, the Rolodex because everybody's always like, hey, you guys know everybody. Who do you know that X, you know? And that's something we're trying to rebuild here. Obviously, like, we, I mean, it's the era of the internet. It's not like we're completely disconnected from the people that, like, we used to <laughs> live near or whatever. And we visit and, and all that kind of thing. But, you know, we would love to build that kind of network around here. And, and like Jeremy said, you know, if you don't, having having contacts or having uh people that are also a wealth of knowledge you know there's a lot of times missy is and i've said this a million times missy is excellent at research like i always say like her and i are so opposite because she will research the crap out of something and then i'm just like let's just jump in and see what happens um (laughs) we are so opposite in that way um you know we built that relationship with the farmer down the road where we were getting her hay and they needed to get rid of the last few bales before they brought the new load in that they're bailing that week. And they offered to drop it off and stack it in our hay barn at no additional cost. Yeah. So Which was excellent. Relationship and it paid off for us. Yeah. Yeah. He has been. And oddly enough, the farmer we're talking about, he actually grew up where we just moved from like the next town over. Um, So that's another interesting little, just this has nothing to do with this conversation, but there are a lot of transplants from where we came from that now live here, which I think is so interesting. Um, So what other kinds of non-cash equity or what other kinds of value are you guys looking to either grow or build or, you know, we've tapped into this a little bit before, obviously you guys are looking to, uh, have milk that's you know your own milk and comes off of your own farm and whatever but uh, what other kinds of equity like are there like books that you guys are looking into are there tools you're looking into vehicles trailers like what are other things that you guys are looking to add to your your assets that are not cash sure um so one of our main purchases we're looking towards is a greenhouse um to be able to you know for, provide more growing season for our family and to also make money from um, offering plant starts and that kind of stuff. Um, We want to, we're trying to diversify our livestock a little bit. Like we have the chickens, we have the cow, we have the quail. Um, I've really been playing around with sheep. I don't know. I knew you were going to say sheep. (laughs) I'm not real big into the shearing sheep so i know there's a breed that you know you don't have to shear but i don't know we're just trying to find different ways that we can you know bring different livestock onto our property um 
But I think that's a really interesting conversation because sheep can be tri-purpose if you buy that type of sheep. Um, And, you know, again, there's like a triple value right there. You know, if you can find somebody to buy the wool and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. What else would we... hmm, Let's think Mm. here. Skid loader. Oh, skid loader. Yeah, we want to get that so we can do... We wouldn't have to... uh, you know, rent things. Jeremy also, I don't know if you saw on our social media, Jeremy had gotten his dad's tractor. Um, so now, you know, we could do some simple tractor things on the homestead. Like we were going to rent a tractor and plow from Mifflin Town Rental. And, you know, we decided to hold off on that. And hopefully next year we'll have, you know, the plow here and be able to do it ourselves. So that was a way of saving, gosh, like around $250. Um, you know, with that, and we are trying to get like our perennial herbs up and going and finding where everything's going to be positioned for, you know, best sunlight, um, or shade if needed and not animals running through kids running through them. (laughs) Um, so we're working on that, uh, probably a, a side by side. I mean, I don't know. The past couple of winters here haven't really been very snowy. So um, I guess the side-by-side would be great for like when we have to take up feed and water to the chickens. and Yeah, we're hauling water right now. So maybe that might be something we eventually... And if Joel Salatin's listening, I I apologize. (laughs) I didn't even think when we were there last week, I didn't even think about the fact that you're hauling water up the hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think about it every morning. (laughs) I'm certain you probably do. You should have seen the temper tantrum I had because I was like, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And I got the lawnmower out. And I put the water and things on there. And I go, trucking up the hill. By the time I got to the top of the hill, I had about an inch of water left in it. Oh, my God. I was pissed. Oh, I was angry. get you some Flexzilla hose and drag that baby up the hill. Yeah, I was was angry. (laughs) Then Jeremy says, well, I'm trying to figure out a way so that you won't have a temper tantrum in the middle. In the oh. middle of the meadow, when your water—that <laughs> is so something he would say. Oh God, it was so funny, but yeah. Um, so we're trying to figure out hydrants. Yeah, some yeah. high extra hydrants on your property would be huge. Yeah, that's exactly what what we're thinking. So that's another equity right there. Well, and I feel like oh, you talked about this a little bit last week as you guys got the truck, which woohoo! You should I, you have it now, right? Yes, we do. And it's running like a champ, I hope. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's very exciting. So, I mean, just that. Like, your Honda was fine. And, like, do I miss being able to take all the kids to the store at the same time? (laughs) I mean, whatever. We can take the excursion. But, man, just you guys having a truck just to haul trailers and throw feed in the bed. And, like, you know, you can only put so many 100-pound bags of feed in the back of a pilot. Oh, right. And I almost brought a calf home in the back of that pilot. So. I wouldn't have been surprised one tiny little bit. <laughs> the fact that we had a truck and a trailer to be able to, you know, put the calf in a cage and bring it home was, was better. Yeah. Yeah. I think for us, I mean, obviously we are like n- newer than you guys at, at least on this property. I mean, I guess we kind of came with a few more things just because we had, well, maybe a lot more things, but 
that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah, Zad's been singing the Sanford and Sons theme song for the last three weeks. Um, just because, you know, like we had an established homestead in, at the old house and whatever, but whatever. Something I that we of things that we don't have, um, we would love to. I would love to get some more fruit trees. We have at least two apple. Oh, Zad says we have four. Just kidding. Maybe I haven't even seen the other two. Um, four apple trees out back, and some of them have apples on them, which is super exciting because who the heck knows when they were manicured last? Matt actually, yeah, Matt. I don't know. I'm assuming you trim them in the fall. I have not even gone down this rabbit trail yet. But Matt knows about pruning fruit trees, which is excellent because that's probably a lot of the reason I've never gotten into fruit trees is <clears throat> it terrifies me that I'm going to butcher them. Um, so that's like Missy said, I'd love to. And I don't know that we'd ever really grow enough fruit that I wouldn't need to buy any like from local farmers at the produce auction or, or whatever. But I would love to be able to at minimum, like have just fresh apples and fresh peaches and things like that. Um, we've been going back and forth between, so we have a, a Kubota tractor right now. And it, I mean, it works. It, it can take a thousand pounds on the boom, right? Barely. Barely. So like if I get a delivery of feed and it's a thousand pounds, it's, it can barely lift it up and get it where we need to go. So, but for just general moving things around and, you know, picking up things with the bucket, moving trailers around, it is excellent. I mean, and like when it's time to fill the garden, it'll save us so much time filling the garden. Um, so we have been, because the property we moved to is pretty rocky, um, we've been just kind of talking about what our next equipment purchase would be whether it would be a skid loader or like a mini excavator, or we definitely need a grapple sets as both. Um, we definitely need a grapple bucket for the Kubota. That would make a huge difference because we have 10, nine or 10 acres of woods. Um, if you don't know what a grapple bucket is, basically it goes, it's an attachment for the front of the tractor and it's got like big teeth and it grabs a bunch of crap at once. So that's something that we would love to, to add to our kind of arsenal of things. A cattle trailer? Oh, yeah, like a big equipment trailer. That is not something that we have. We borrowed a friend's car trailer to move, and it worked um, It yeah, four months ago. It got the job done, but, man, if we had our own equipment trailer, that would really, especially, like, until you guys get another piece of equipment, like, we could haul it back and forth to your house or, like, whatever. There's just endless things that we could haul on an equipment trailer. I'd love to get a livestock trailer because until I have a boy goat, um, I can haul my goat in her little cage and it's fine. But, you know, if we add, if we add any kind of steer or whatever, at any point it would hogs, yeah, gosh, hogs, we'd love to add hogs. That's going to be probably our next, you were saying about diversifying livestock. That's probably going to be our next thing is hogs, which will probably be, I don't know if we're going to raise them. There's so many, I'd be interested if anybody has opinions about when to raise hogs, because I've gotten two very strong, different opinions from people that raise hogs about whether you should raise them over the winter or raise them over the summer. So I'm curious what anybody thinks about that. It could be that it depends on the breed. Um, so, I mean, our, our, you know, right now we're just trying to just, you know, function in the chaos, but it's getting less chaotic. I mean, I, I can't complain. So I guess the whole point of all this rambling is that we, 
would just love for you to and if you're already doing this then rock on like i i i love this missy always picks on me because like i love this game like i love trying to figure out like this is stupid but like when we go to pallet which is our favorite little grocery store here i'm like my eyes are fixated on like the orange tags I'm like oh sale tag sale tag sale tag sale tag sale tag and like i scour the store for the sale tag um i just not and like i'm not jeremy's gonna say that i am i am not cheap i just <laughs> love and i i wish we were there right now um i i smile whatever you guys are both rude asses um <laughs> I just, I love figuring out, like, how can we still do something that's really high quality and it makes sense financially to do? Um, what? Our conversation with half-gallon glass versus the... Oh, my God. Whatever. We were talking about these half-gallon milk jugs. Sometimes when Zad starts talking to me and I don't know what the hell he's saying, I just say, okay, because I don't know what else to say. And he always knows. He always calls my bluff. He's like, do you really understand or do you just say that's all shut up? And when then... it comes to math, he usually shuts me down because math is not my strong suit. But this time I actually had a... Whatever. So, anyway... um. I just, I love figuring out ways to, you know, just not waste. I mean, you know, Missy and I have done a podcast before on just not wasting and ways to not waste food, um, food, especially like I hate, I hate wasted food. And if you have chickens or pigs, there's really no excuse to waste any food. Um, but anyway, so anything else? What? Compost. Well, you could, yeah, but you can't, well, usually people don't compost meat. You can compost and feed your garden. Well, yes, you could. Anything else you guys wanted to chime in about? I don't think so. Yeah, this is a good conversation. I know we've been looking forward to having this conversation for a while. Um, and I'm kind of, I'm hoping that, you know, if you guys have, you guys, meaning you guys out there in the podcast world, um, you know, just have uh, thoughts on this topic or whatever. I know anytime that I post on social about anything around this topic, you know, I always get feedback like, you know, any other ideas about saving, you know, how could you not like in 2023, how could you not have it on your radar, how to save money? Like, I feel like you have to, to survive. Um, So anyway, um, I think that's all we have for you guys this week and we'll see you next week. Bye friends. All right. Bye.